If you're into wellness and natural methods of treatment for pain, then I have an offer for you. Go to bodycheckwellness.com for high-quality hemp extract products. Products such as hemp oil-infused lotion and CBD muscle and joint roll-on are designed to promote wellness, balance, and recovery. Use the promo code OCS to get 25% off your CBD needs. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Make sure you visit bodycheckwellness.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DeMeglio, and this week I'm joined by Nick, a.k.a. Jets to talk about the Rangers naming Jacob Truba to be their next captain, as well as the Mets, who are on a roll right now, knock on wood. They just lost to the Phillies in extra innings on Friday Yeah, night, we won't talk about that. It doesn't count. We won't talk about that. Thanks for joining <laughs> me, man. How are you? Dude, I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm hyped for this, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're here too, man. Um, but let's get let's get right into it. I mean, the other night, Monday night, Kevin Weeks, hashtag asking for weeks. He reported on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, we're still going with that. Until he, until he comes on the show, it's a, has, hashtag asking for weeks every day until, <laughs> until he responds. Um, report, anyways, he reported on Monday night that the Rangers were naming Truba to be their next captain. Mm-hmm. It was confirmed by the Rangers on Tuesday. Truba is the 28th captain in team history. So let's break that down. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people upset, thinking it should be Kreider, it should be Zibanejad. Listen, I think there was a lot of solid choices here um even though i wanted to cry to be the captain i don't think having truba wear the c is the end of the world he i think he's a good choice for captain what do you think i i saw so I'll, I'll tell you this much at first i was a little dumbfounded by it because i was i was in the Kreider campaign and i'm not a cap nerd right but I, I'm, I'm huge on cap space and and you know making it optimal so we can keep all the kids right so the thing that always went through my mind was as soon as true no movement closed up he was the first guy out which is why i never really considered him to be a captain candidate however when they named him captain we got all the interviews out like the players were talking about him the uh, you know the upper manager was talking about him it made so much sense because clearly this guy has some sort of impact in the locker room that that where everyone is looking up to him i mean even even panarin you know he joked around says oh it should have been me you know it's funny but like, you listen to him and all the other guys talk about true but like it, it seems like the room <clears throat> kind of did gravitate towards him as a leader whether it's on the ice off the ice just that other thing it, it seemed like he was the obvious choice even though it might not have been that way for fans yeah i mean the rangers still in my opinion lack that true captain that crosby s mm-hmm. captain you saw in that oh, penguins yeah. series as soon as yep. he went out the entire team the yep. entire <laughs> penguins team just yep. did a complete 180 Malkin's right. taking dumbass penalties yep. Mm-hmm. He's the entire team's taking stupid penalties, undisciplined, and right. you know they they basically killed themselves. They shot themselves in the foot. They had and that took series, out. and then we took him out. Yeah, right. But yeah, Crosby was... made such a huge difference, yep. and it's like his play, his play mm-hmm. is the reason that the Penguins have won three Stanley Cups with him. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. The Rangers don't have that on this roster as of right now. They have a couple good options to be captain. Right. But they mm-hmm. still lack that guy that makes an impact on every single shift. They, mm-hmm. in my opinion, people people will, will call me crazy. Pro- probably, I think the Rangers should have never traded Matt Zuccarello, and I thought that's I who should have been the captain. That's who I should agree. be the captain because that man, every single shift throughout his entire career, he always did something. It was always an impact mm-hmm. every single time, and absolutely, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. It tr- 
Truba, Truba is like he does that every now and then, but not right. every shift. He he'll make a standout play. He's not the greatest defender in the world, but he makes very oh, noticeable defensive plays. <laughs> but at times, a lot of times, he's out of positioning, and it leads to a goal. Miller Miller mm-hmm. is caught, you know, like keeping up with or uh, uh, picking hit picking him up, you know, making mm-hmm. a good play here and there. Uh, I need I need Truba to to, to be more. Right, I I agree. I think Truba. <clears throat> I think this is more so like a. I think it's like a. Sh- it's weird you're saying this about a team captain. This this could be like a short term type thing. Like, what does a team need today versus tomorrow? And to tell you the truth, I think tomorrow. I think that seat's kind of reserved for Lafreniere. I mean, I could be wrong there. He's been a leader everywhere he's been in his whole career. I think right now this could just potentially be a grooming thing. Like, hey, hold on to the torch for a little bit before we dump you in your salary. Thank you. <laughs> and then pass yeah. the torch on to Lafreniere, who I seriously think is going to be the leader of this team once Truba's time has come. Yeah, I I was that's that was like my next point. I'm thinking maybe this is a a short term move mm-hmm. so that maybe Fox or Lafreniere can become because right now I mean those right. two guys are are really young. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a young captain yet. No. I don't want a young captain with all these experience with these experienced guys on there. It kind of seems especially like a in slap York, in the dude. face, and especially mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah, not ready yet. Not ready. <laughs> um, Fox would be, in my opinion, I think based on what I was saying, how uh-huh. his play makes everything around the like the team better. Like that Crosby S. Mm-hmm. Talk about that Crosby S. Style captaincy. Mm-hmm. Fox homegrown would, kid. Would fit, <laughs> Yeah, homegrown kid. Fox would fit that narrative, but he's a little young for me, and uh, I don't right. know. I don't know with him yet. I no, I do. I agree with that one hundred percent. And again, like Truba, Truba's already kind of been the scapegoat since he's been here. So clearly, he he's been here. What this is going into his fourth or fifth? It's going into his fourth year now. I think if I remember correctly, it's been so long. But he's going into his fourth year now. He's kind of been the scapegoat the whole time, and he's dealt with it fine. Like I, I can't remember a single time Troop has ever had any backlash with like going at fans or getting pissed off and going crazy in the media. Like he seems like a guy that could kind of take his beatings, and maybe that's another thing too. Keep the attention on Truba and away from the young guys if they're having a tough go of things. Yeah, I mean, and then with hockey too, it's not it's not yeah. like you're gonna have the Javi Baez and Lindor thing. Like, <laughs> Thumbs down thing. Baseball hockey players won't come Dude, out and say that. No, stuff. they're no. very nonchalant. <laughs> they're very to themselves. It's just like yeah, right. I show up to the rank. Uh, no, I'm lucky to have such great teammates behind me. Right. <laughs> baseball is just like uh, there's so much more drama. I feel like with with baseball, like Truba so hasn't had drama. to deal with that. But yeah, I get no. what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying about that. But Truba, in my opinion, though, what we have right now. Is the he's the one guy on the team where I feel like if he's on someone asked this question earlier this year. I thought it was a good question on Twitter. It was a poll. It was mm-hmm. like, who on the Rangers, when that player is on, the whole team is on. And I feel like Truba is that guy. I'll give you an example. That's so interesting. Okay. I like remember that. the game, remember the game against the Coyotes at MSG earlier this year, uh, this season. We were down we went down 2-0 in our own building to like the worst team in the league. That was a loud night in my household. Yeah, I remember yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that. Trooper scored the first goal and really yep. set the tone to make us get that comeback and, and yep. win that game. And that was like where I was like, all right, if Trooper could play like this, this is good. This like, you know, he could be he could be a leader. So in summary, Trooper's a great leader and player when he is on his game. And now that he's captain, he needs to always 
be yep. on on top of his game like that. Absolutely. He has to play like that Absolutely. every single shift now. If he could mm-hmm. do that, contract is worth it. And Absolutely. Then, then at that point, what's going to happen with like Kreider? What, what are you going to do? If, if Truba, like, that's a good problem. You know what I mean? Like if, right, if Truba right. shows up to the rink and plays like he's supposed to play like that every single day, then what? Well, I, I think right now with Truba being captain, I think Kreider, I hate to say it out loud. I think Kreider, if, you know, push comes to shove and the Rangers need to make money fast. I think it comes down to, in terms of forwards getting moved potentially, I think Kreider, Maybe not today, but maybe next season he becomes potentially a cap casualty. Maybe, maybe. We'll have to see how how the, they play again this this year. So, like, if if Kreider mm. is able to, I don't think Kreider is able to is going to be able to get fifty goals again this year. That's just that's crazy, asking dude. for a lot. If he does, though, I don't think he's going anywhere. But if he wants, if he gets, to, I won't stop. <laughs> I won't stop. Yeah, exactly. If, if, I don't think there's anything stopping the Rangers power play from, from clicking again this year. Like, I mean, the I only know. thing I say is just, are they going to draw as many penalties? We'll see what happens in that department. But I, I like what you said before. I like what you said before about how this seemed like a tomorrow move. The Rangers needed a mm-hmm. captain. It's been, it's been yeah. far too long since they've last had a captain. McDonough in uh, 2017-18. Yep. Wow. That's such a long time ago without yeah. a captain <laughs> at all. Not one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it, it makes it, the organization takes it very seriously. So they didn't just mm-hmm. hand out a C. You know what I mean? Like another right, team, right. like Ottawa, would just they trade their captain. Here's the next captain. Here, right? Take the letter. The Rangers, like, no, 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 man. Like you have to actually be, like, you have to you have to be qualified enough to get this. It doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter what position our team is in. Like if if mm-hmm. our team sucks, then we won't have a captain. And I kind of mm. like that. Dude, it worked last year. Shit, we made it to the conference finals. We lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that went to the Stanley Cup for their third year in a row. Like, not a bad season considering that people were questioning the Rangers' ability to even make the playoffs at the beginning of this year. Yeah, now I was I was like I was holding out hope that, you know, maybe Glant would would do a Gordon Bombay and slap or not a Gordon Bombay. Um who was the coach in uh D3 movie, the college movie, and slap the C on uh Kreider. It was um, oh. on Charlie Conway. I forget the coach's name. It, it, uh, oh, I got to look. This is bothering me now. Yeah, because that was going to bug me too, dude. <laughs> D3, the Mighty Ducks coach. The guy that was all about defense. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, we were just talking about 2BC. 2BC named Ted, him all the time. Ted, Ted O'Ryan. Yes. Ted O'Ryan. Yes, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yep. Jeffrey Nordling. That's the actor. Yes, him. Ted O'Ryan. <laughs> Uh, I was I was hoping Galant would pull one of those and slap the C on Kreider, like that would have been that would have been epic. Been what nice. a what a storyline that would have been. We made it to the conference finals, up 2-0. We go down three mm-hmm. two, and then like all right, we need a win. C for Kreider. Yep. Come back, win game six, win game seven. Be like we could write a movie out of that. That would have been awesome. But you know what? It, it wasn't great. meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Um, I want to talk. Of, I want to talk about the Rangers, like fan reactions on Twitter because I don't know if you saw a lot of people were flipping out going crazy about it (laughs) how could they do this this is such a shame it's so disrespectful to Kreider and like all right I get the the disrespect to Kreider because he's been here he's the last standing guy from 2012 from the the cup run team 13-14 and I you know I 
once thought of him as a future captain of the team. And mm-hmm. you know what? He, he might still be. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe the Rangers move on from Truba and they keep Kreider. We don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. We we don't have a right. crystal ball where we're going to see into the future again. Like you said, the cap the cap is a lot of, is a is a big thing that they have to they have to work around in the future, especially with Lafreniere mm-hmm. Miller coming up extensions yep. next off season. So mm-hmm. we have to see. We have to see what happens. Like I think it's too early to 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 say whether or not Kreider or Troop is going to get going to get traded. But I think right, settle right. down here, Rangers fans. Settle down here. Well, Jeez, it, man, like, it's mayhem, dude. It's never it's never an, an easy day on on Rangers Twitter. And I'll admit, I used to be part of the problem. Like if you go back and look at some of my old reaction videos, dude, when I when I was but a high schooler making YouTube videos, dude, I would have some like some serious reactions like that were completely overblown over small stuff like naming a captain. And the whole the whole Kreider captain thing, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. I would I like to go back and listen to the old, old Spit and Chicklets podcast, like when they had Yandel and Hayes on when they were still on the Rangers. And they told the story one time about Chris Kreider when he was like 20 minutes late to getting in the car when they picked him up for a practice. They said Kreider walked out of his house, head down in his phone, headphones on, sat in the car, did not say a word until they got to the rink. So Kreider kind of strikes me as a guy that is more of like a silent leader anyways. He kind of like lets his actions on the ice speak above all and that's not really Gerard Gallant's style I think he likes more of an outspoken leader someone that's going to be a big voice in the locker room his so one thing I loved about Gerard Gallant when he coached Florida and I and people will take this you know because some people don't like him as a player but Derek McKenzie he named Derek McKenzie the captain of the Florida Panthers this guy was just a fourth line grinder but every every player that's ever played with Derek McKenzie would always say how outspoken he was as a leader and how good he was as a leader and I think that's a quality that Gallant looks for and I just don't think Kreider is a very outspoken and loud voice in the locker room, whereas Truba, at least from what the interviews sound like, is very outspoken in the locker room and likes to communicate with the team. The best captain, in my opinion, that I've ever seen the Rangers have, albeit it's been, I've only seen, what is it, Drury, Callahan, McDonough, and now Truba. Uh-huh. Yeah, the best captain is Callahan for me. Absolutely. Like, that guy was, he definitely said stuff in the in the locker room. I feel <laughs> like he did. And his actions spoke <laughs> like, Oh yeah, so dude. much on the on the ice. People would mm. give him standing ovations at the end of yep. games when he would block shots. Yeah, like, the guy was all over the ice. That's what you want. That's what I want my captain to be. Dude, and absolutely. I think Trouba is pretty kind of close to could kind of if he plays the way he needs to play, like we said mm. in the beginning. If he plays that way, he could be a really good captain. I think so. absolutely. So, I, I'm a, I have hope. I have hope that mm-hmm. he'll be able to to do that. And speaking of like your old reaction videos, I wanted to bring oh, up one one of the old ones. Um, I was laughing my ass off last. Night. I was like, I had to double check and make sure that this was yours. 2017-18. Okay. Rangers play the Penguins. It's at the Garden and it goes to overtime. And this was like before the Rangers gutted their roster. Uh huh. McDonough coughs the puck up in front of the net, gives it right to Phil Kessel, and literally seconds before, he's like, "You're like." All right, keep the puck away from Phil Kessel. <laughs> tries to break out the puck. Kessel brings, puts it right into his, his and feeds it over to Malkin or whatever. And <laughs> that's it. The game's over. Just like that, right? And I don't, yeah, I think you're. I think I don't know who it was in the background. What an idiot! <laughs> you freaking. Re- that was definitely my freaking dad, dude. Oh my, yeah. Oh my, like, my god. God. <laughs> I just, all right. So like. The whole, the whole premise of my channel, when I first started making YouTube videos, I was, I think I was 14 years old and I was like, I was like in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be a Minecraft gamer. 
And then I got bored as hell one day. I'm like, you know what? I want to be like 2BC Productions. I'm going to make a YouTube shootout commentary. I didn't have a stand. I didn't have any recording software. I took my iPad. I, I made a makeshift stand out of like mega blocks and recorded off my iPad, pointed them on a freaking coffee. Like this is what I wanted to do. And then, then I'm like, you know what? Video games are enough. I want to talk Rangers. And then, you know what? I'm always looking for people's live reactions to Rangers Overtime on YouTube, yet I can never find it. I can never find someone that's posting these videos because people are so afraid they're getting taken down. So I'm like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. And my candid family reactions might be a little bit out there, but I do feel like it embodies a certain like diehard part of the Rangers fan base. And that's why they get as many clicks and views and comments as they do, because it's serious. Like none of that is exaggerated. Like the clips you see of me and my family, like screaming, yelling, laughing, like making all these jokes. Like that's like how we act with a camera on or off. That is genuinely us. And I don't know. It's a little crazy, but dude, I love it, dude. And, and I know sometimes I struggle with the filter. I do curse a little bit when we're reacting to those, reacting to overtime stuff like that, dude, but I love it. It's so much fun. I think the part where you said embodies how a diehard Ranger fan feels, I think that's so accurate. Like the tense feeling. (laughs) And then you you, you don't know what some people, when they're really tense, they just keep cursing. They, yep. they don't say a word. They start biting their nails. Like for yep. me, I'm very stupid. Like during the playoffs, I had a stupid lollipop. I, I, uh-huh. I the Rangers were, were down 3-1 against the Penguins. And the second period, I grabbed the lollipop and I was eating it. And then the Rangers started scoring goals. And from then on, I didn't take the lollipop Dude, out of like- my mouth. Well after the lollipop was gone. So I'm just chewing on the stick. Dude, I, and I, I freaking love it though. Dude, it's superstition. No, dude, superstition exists. In game five against Pittsburgh this year, my girlfriend Grace had just gotten home from work. And this is like the second she got home, she sat down in the kitchen. The Rangers tied it up and they go on to win game five. So what happens game six? Grace, you're not allowed to leave the kitchen. They win game six. <laughs> what happens game seven? Game seven starts. Grace, do not leave the kitchen. This poor girl was holding in a leak for I, probably two and a half hours. She was saying, like, can I leave the kitchen? No, I want to Dude, finally, then third period, game seven, she's like, I got to piss so bad. I'm like, you can't piss. It's good luck piss. You cannot leave. We go to overtime. Panarin scores. I've never seen a woman run so fast in my life. She went to the bathroom so quick. But, dude, like. She's only been watching hockey since we started dating. So give or take two years now, right? And even she's kind of embodying this just absolute fanaticism of just like if it works, if the superstition works, then that means it's something is out there that's like, I have to do this or the Rangers aren't going to win. And and if you don't do that and they lose, it's your fault. And we embody that. My my very first year rooting for the Rangers, I – I wore, I tried to wear jerseys. I would wear uh-huh. jerseys and the Rangers would always lose. So I would never wear <laughs> jerseys after that. So like, I don't all have a, a huge collection of jerseys. I have like one, right. two, maybe three. <laughs> I don't wear Rangers jerseys. I don't wear Mets jerseys. Jets right, jerseys right. I don't do it. It's like, for me, it's like bad luck. Right. I'd right, be right. lucky to wear my Rangers, my, my Liberty sweater that I got for Christmas. Like that thing is nice. I'll wear that. That's comfortable. But right, like right. a jersey. I don't want it. I don't want it. You know what I mean? I, I, you don't want to jinx it. I don't know. It's, I don't want to jinx it. And people people get on me. It's like, <laughs> ice, cold ta- ice cold takes. How do you not have a favorite player right now? I'm like, I, I just don't. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Oh, and never name anymore. a favorite player, dude. Never name a favorite player because they always end up getting traded the second you name it. 
Don't do it. I knew Zuccarello was going to get traded. It was it was a formality. It was a foregone conclusion. Everyone and their mother knew that Zuccarello was getting traded at the 2019 deadline, but I still didn't want it to happen. Dude, it was that was one of the most heartbreaking things ever when he got traded, dude. Even to this day, when when Callahan got traded, everyone knew he was going to get traded because he was asking for too much money. Mm -hmm. I still didn't want Mm -hmm. him to get traded. I cried like a baby on the bus home when when I found out he got traded. That it was real. That he was getting traded. I didn't yeah. want him to go. That was a tough. Callahan was actually my first ever Rangers jersey. It was Ryan Callahan followed by Sean Avery followed yeah. by Brandon Dubinsky. Those are, those are all, all really good. Those players. are going way back. Also, right? those those are all guys that I would love to have on my show. Like Sean Avery would oh be my crazy. God, dude. Sean Avery dude, would be nuts. I freak. I love, dude. We got. I got Sean Avery to do a uh, a Father's Day cameo for my dad uh, two oh, years no. ago. Dude, he is the funniest mother effer. He, I, I gave this guy like a litany of stuff to say and do and give my dad crap for. He didn't miss a single thing. This guy nailed the. My, so my dad, this is like a real Guinea New York Italian thing. He, he doesn't say eggs. He goes eggs. You want some eggs? Ow, my leg. You know, egg is always egg <laughs> if it ends in eg. And he drilled into my dad with this egg thing. That and the cutting off the sleeves on the dude. He, I. I got. I should probably publish that video that he sent to my dad on cameo, just as a pump. I pump Charm Avery's tires, dude. He is so freaking funny. As a fellow Italian American, I would love to see that. I I, I would I'm probably gonna, get I'll a, post a good tonight. two or three. Yeah, I would get a, a good <laughs> two or three laughs in at that. Like honestly, um, how much did you spend for that, <laughs> dude? Oh frick! I think it was like forty bucks. This was a couple of years ago. I like. I did it. Uh, he had mentioned it on his podcast when it was no F's given. I know it's like no gruffs given now or something, but he he was like, hey, listen, you know, I'm doing this for Father's Day. Get your thing in now for Father's Day. And I'm like, you know what? This wouldn't be a bad idea because usually for Father's Day, I get my dad like because my dad uh, was a contractor, right? So he was always, you know, I always get him like tools and whatnot. And dude, I got this guy every tool in the freaking something. The last thing this guy needs is another drill, another tape measure or something else that he's going to break in a month anyways. Like, you know what? Let me get him something that's going to make him laugh. And then we could always go back and look at him. Like, you know what? He loved Sean Avery. It was the first jersey my dad ever bought me personally because he got it for me at the garden. I'm like, you know what? This is it. We're doing it. And I did it. And dude, holy crap, was that hilarious. It was unbelievable, this guy. I have to listen to his his podcast. Like it, The guy is, is just so outrageously funny. I listened to... Yeah. I don't. I don't enjoy the the Chicklets podcast, but there's a couple episodes I did like, like the one yet the one episode you mentioned, the Yandel and Hayes one. That was a good one. Oh, it was the best. And then dude. Oh also, also the um, the the one the first one they did with Avery. Avery was yes, talking dude, about yes. like, career, and like yep. these were so like these stories were crazy. Like when he was mm-hmm. on the Red Wings, and I yep. think it was Iserman was was mm-hmm. there, and like how he. He chirped Iserman Sackick. and someone on the uh, Sackick. It was Sackick. Yes. Yes. And Iserman pulled Sackick. him aside. Yeah, Iserman pulled him aside and said, Hey, yeah. that's Joe Sackick. He's a Hall of yeah. Famer. You can't do that. Yeah. And uh, mm. Avery was just like, I don't give an F who, who I'm doing this <laughs> to. Like, I'm going to be me. Right. And I'm like, Right, right, right. Whoa. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, it's nuts. That explains a lot then. Like, <laughs> that explains a lot for like the kind of player he was in his career. Like, Literally, right, right. no one got under his skin Mm-mm. and under the skin of any opposing players like Sean Avery did. Dude, Brad Marchand is league. a pretty good job, but yeah, he yeah he owned Marty Brodeur for sure. Dude, you guys so, got a rule named after him. It's yeah, insane. That's, 
you have to be you have to be play some kind of mental games to be able to to have a, a rule named after that. How many how many players can you say have a rule named after them? Right? Like honestly, off the top of my head, only Avery. I, I I swear to God, I can't even think of another player who has a rule named after him. I think Wayne Wayne Gretzky probably has a couple of rules named after him, like with the four on four coincidental minor rule. Fair. Um. Fair. Yeah. That and I think. The two line pass is like was because of the devil. <laughs> that should have been the Gretzky, that should have been the Gretzky rule, dude. Because the two line pass yeah. freaking ruined hockey. Yeah, that and I think the Gretzky or the Gretzky and uh, the Devils because they were because yeah. they played the Jacques Lemaire's one three one neutral zone trap, which mm-hmm. I, to this day I keep talking about. I talk I've mentioned this many times on my show, but the one three one neutral zone trap that the Lightning pulled in twenty fifteen mm-hmm. in Game mm-hmm. Seven. I I to this day have nightmares of that i have nightmares of that it was just dude rangers played so many damn games that year and and then they just they didn't have enough energy left in them to beat the trap to skate around it so it was just same thing every time same thing every time that game against the lightning that game seven in 2015 was in my opinion of every single game i've ever watched in my life as a rangers fan it that was the most disheartening and frustrating Rangers game I have ever watched in my life, and nothing even comes close. I watched the game where uh, Marty Baron gave up nine goals and the between the legs goal to Tomas Hurdle yeah. in twenty fourteen. Yes, and I that, that was not too. even as disappointing as that watching that entire game seven against Tampa Bay. Not even close. Like, that was, one, I remember my first year watching hockey, the last game of the season. The Rangers and the Flyers went to a shootout, and now whoever won that game went to the was going to the playoffs, and the Rangers oh. lost in a shootout. Oliokinen, Oliokinen, Oliokinen missed the shot, and oh, I was so pissed off that year. I was so so pissed off. That was a bad one from my early childhood. Like that was a bad one. The following year. Game four in the first round against the Capitals, we were up three nothing when we lost in overtime. That yes. was a bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fall, the year after that, Eastern Conference Finals, Game six against the Devils in overtime. That mm-hmm. was a horrible one. 2013 mm-hmm. it was all right. That was fine this. because I mean the Bruins really took. Well, they it to murdered us. us. They murdered us. In game 2014, five. the rough games really were games one and two. Again, and we were uh, in those games too, dude. We were in those freaking games when they so when the Rangers lost game five of the Stanley Cup finals was <laughs> it's actually a funny story. So that the day they lost that game, the next day I had an interview for my what was gonna be my first job ever. And the person who was interviewing me, the owner of the little uh mom and pop shop, it was actually a Hers- Hershey's ice cream shop in Wontaw. They were at my house. Talk about bad timing. They got to the house. As overtime was starting, this poor woman who I was going to interview with tomorrow watched a 14-year-old me scream curse and then punch a hole in my backyard fence all within 15 minutes, and I got the job. (laughs) Wow. Dude, that was one of the most awkward, bizarre – not only that, I ended up going on to coach her son in flag football that same year. 
I couldn't wow. imagine what's going through this woman's head while she's like, I'm, I got to interview this freaking kid tomorrow. He just punched a hole in his backyard fence over a hockey game because they, they were not like an like an athlete type family. They didn't know much about sports. So they just like figured, oh, let's just, you know, it's New York. You know, it's how people are back then. You just pop in, say hello. Oh, coffee and cake. Simple as that. And they just picked a really bad time to come because our house was in disarray. <laughs> did they did they did they uh, reinforce their the Hershey? uh business with uh concrete instead of uh <laughs> with brick and yeah dude they so that, freaking should have oh my god after that night dude and, i swear to god i never thought i'd ever see that woman again and she had the guts they, to see me the next day did they did they take did they uh take all the tvs down in the in the shop so that you didn't have to, so you couldn't watch the games dude you know what's actually really funny i used to i, I used to um so they had a speaker system in there and in the winter time, it would be so dead in that building that I would hook my phone up to the speakers and I would have the Rangers radio broadcast play over the speakers when I work night shifts so I can listen to Ranger games while I was at work. Damn. Yeah. So, okay. So who do you, who do you prefer on Rangers radio? Do you prefer Maloney. Don McGregor or Kenny Albert? Oh, oh, Dave Maloney. oh, of course. Dave Maloney. Yeah, of course. Right. But, but if you, if you're talking about between Albert and LaGreca, Okay. I They're both great. I'll break it down into two categories because I don't want to pick a favorite. I like I like Kenny Albert's voice more. I like listening to him talk more, but I feel like I learn more and can get a better understanding of what's actually happening, like paint a better mental image from LaGreca, if that makes any sense. I see what you're I see what you're saying. Yeah, like mm. he's a bit more descriptive. And yes. Kenny Albert's got more of that TV announcer. Kind yes. of, uh, he's good. He's got TV. that vibe to him, dude. <laughs> when you're when you're when you're a radio announcer, you have to be a lot more descriptive. I think How, Howie yes. Rose is very very good at it. Ke- Gary Cole, Legend. when he was on the radio, was very mm-hmm. very good at describing. Mm-hmm. You could almost paint the pic like the Andy Chavez catch from from the Mets. Yep. Like, everything. Everything. The the call from the radio was like literally perfect. You could tell exactly yeah. what happened. Just, oh, just right, from right. Gary Cohen's description of it. Right. Mm. So that's what you need to be on the on the radio. Gary Cohen to me is the best announcer in all of sports. He's a man. I love listening to Gary Cohen, dude. Gary Ke- and all right, you know what? That brings us that brings us to the to the to the next section of, of the podcast, the change up. Um it's time to Let's talk about it. baseball. The the Mets have been rolling. What what was it? It was like like 14, 13 of 14, something like that. They were they took four or five from the Braves. Four yep. or five from the Braves. Mm-hmm. I was asking for three. Three yep. wins. And they got four. <laughs> they gave you one and, extra. Yeah. Like that was just oh my gosh. They, they've been they've been great all season. I'm so happy. So happy with, with that. And and you know what's even better is that, you know, a lot of fans were not satisfied, myself included, with the mm-hmm. with the, they're eight and two in their last ten. Yeah. Eight and two in their last ten. That's great. Dude, they're killing the it. This post trade, yep. God. The Braves are going back down to earth, and mm-hmm. um, like I was saying, the the a lot of people, myself included, the fans were upset that they didn't make as many moves as they probably should have at the deadline. They didn't make right. many acquisitions, but now they're firing on all cylinders. The acquisitions they did make: Vogelbach, Naquin, Ruff, huge, all mm-hmm. producing. Vogelbach's yep. a damn fan favorite, and dude, I love that freaking guy, dude. Oh my god. Well, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little tidbit here. So. I'll give you two tidbits, actually. Sorry. So when I was talking to my buddy, uh, who's like a diehard Mets fan, like this, when I tell you this guy lives and breathes, breathes, like he is, he just embodies the New York Mets. This is my buddy John Stack in uh, back in Wontaw. 
this he made a point to me about this trade deadline that actually totally changed my mind and made me happy about the deadline literally the day of he said what the Mets did is they did exactly what the Braves did last year they didn't get the best players available they got the right players that were available to them they didn't need to go out and make necessarily a big splash because they have the stars right what they needed was a little bit of depth they needed to fill out some holes and some corners so when they go into the playoffs they got a deep bench and dude I think that's exactly what they did and I think their deadline was kind of similar to what the Rangers did I know we, we did the changeup but like the Rangers did not go out there and get like a superstar at the deadline they did. They got Andrew Kopp, a role player, Frank Petrano, a role player, Tyler Mott, a role player, and Justin Braun, another role player. They got guys that were going to fit into their lineup and make the team more, more well-rounded and just better overall. They, the Mets didn't necessarily need to do anything. They're at the top of the division. Why, why go out there and I say why? I mean, it's always fun to, but like you didn't need to go out there and get a superstar. You just needed to fill holes and make the team better as a whole. And I think that's exactly what they did. And I think that puts them in a really good spot to compete. Like, dude, this Darren Ruff guy, People are sleeping on him, dude. Like, he's like, seriously, he's like the Mets version of Tyler Mott. This is like the jack of all trades. You put him in a scenario, like for Mott, it would be the penalty kill. For Ruff, it would be against lefties. They're going to excel as good as anyone else on the team, and you're going to love the guy. And I think that's exactly what a guy like Darren Ruff is for the Mets right now. I really like that comparison of the Rangers getting role players to the Mets getting Mm -hmm. valuable depth Mm -hmm. pieces slash players that could fill in the later spots in your lineup. Naquin mm-hmm. is doing a very good job. Like he's he. Dude, I don't know awesome. if this is. I don't know if this is who he is as a player, or if this is he's just on a hot streak. Because I know at one point with the Indians, I believe he was like a pretty good player. Yeah, the Reds. He at some points he was pretty good, but like mm. he's firing on all cylinders right now. And yeah, pretty his good. bat I caught mean, up. He's always a good fielder and a good base runner. It's just now his bat caught up to him. And dude, some sometimes people like Naquin, like you put him on bright lights. Like we've seen it before, where like players do not do good or you know in small cities and you put guys in big market cities and for some reason they just they shine in the lights like there are plenty of guys in any sport baseball hockey football basketball you name it that stunk until they played new york and then that made them who they were and got them paid at the end of the day like brandon prust for the rangers i know i keep going back mm. and forth but prust was a nobody until <laughs> he came to the rangers no, and he made no, 10 million dollars you're same with benoit puglia like a year after that he goes to the Oilers and gets like, what was it a four year deal? Like, you know what I mean? Four, years, four and a half a year or something like that. He got, paid. I think, the, I think the Mets just, they, with tonight's loss to the Phillies, it's 17 of 20. I think I, yeah. I counted that right. That's crazy. We, we could drop one. It's all right. We'll live, we'll live without that yeah. one. They can have it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I thought it was my, my friend who I had on a couple, a couple weeks ago to, to, to talk like some baseball with, um, no, he's he's a big Phillies fan. And he was he was so triggered by Keith Hernandez's comments the other night <laughs> that he doesn't like to call the games against the Phillies. He said, "Dude, what the hell? It's such a bad reason. It's just a <laughs> dumb reason to call out." I was I was laughing so hard at him. I was like, "You're so rattled right now." <laughs> like, man, right it's free. just like Oh my gosh. It was just, it was so fun. I mean, yeah. Okay, maybe it's a stupid reason, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's so Keith funny. Hernandez. The, the guys old school, like Keith Hernandez and those old school guys, they live off fundamentals. And dude, I mean, it might have been a bit exaggeratory, but for all we know, like maybe watching the Phillies defense is enough to give Keith Hernandez a reason to not want to call games. I, but big fundamentals guy, maybe that's it. I don't know. And, and of course, of course, they make a big play. I didn't see the play, but I heard what happened. A veerling throughout Marte at at home in the bottom of the ninth. Ah man, like, okay. Yeah, I, I, 
I tuned in a little too late for that one. I tuned in the top of the 10th. Yeah. Damn. Oh, so, I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, the Rangers, the, the, the Rangers, yeah, here we go again, going back and forth. Um, there is a the Rangers Mets, team in the MLB, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Texas. Right. Um, you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Mets did a whole lot of winning just now. 17 oh, yeah. to 20. That's a, that's a lot. Dude, that, it's nice. It's in a 160, 162 game season, 162 game season, dude. 17 wins is pretty dang valuable, dude. Especially out of 20 games. I mean, you're talking like, oh god, I'm not gonna do math on the spot, but you're talking a lot, a lot. Like that's winning over 80 percent of your games. That's ridiculous. As borderline, that's like a hundred, that's like a 120 win season or something like that. If I'm doing the math right. Yeah, if you do, if you if you stay on that pace, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, okay. that's like yeah, ridiculous. It's yeah. unheard of. And at this point in the season too, with you know. The division lead narrowing, literally, mm-hmm. it went down from ten games, ten and a half. What was it? Ten games, ten and a half to down to yep. a half game. Yeah, that was scary. That was scary. Like, dude, those teams got hot at the right time, dude. Because the Met, the Mets weren't necessarily cold at any point, but they weren't, they weren't as hot as the other teams that were beneath them. And they just cold. Uh, yeah, the, now the Braves kind of like fizzled out a bit. Yeah, I think the Braves played real team. They're playing a real team, and that we showed them up. I don't you know, like Spencer Strider. That was very interesting. I can't believe he said dude, that. A, like, oh, the Mets had a bunch of lucky call, hits, dude. Like, Jesus dude, Christ, he had some uh, nerve saying the Mets made you work for like not even three innings, and yeah, you're dude, out you here complaining pulled. that <laughs> it, they got some lucky call. Your guys, right. your batters. If you're such a good team, you're the champions. You guys right, should be 100%. able to beat anybody. You should be able to beat Darvish or or Scherzer or, or dude, DeGrom, 100, not Darvish. 100%. Yeah, right. Dude, but dude, they couldn't even this, touch Degrom. No, they, uh, this is what kills me the most too. Right? He he. Want, the, the pitcher wants to talk about getting lucky, right? So you could argue immediately that if you're a pitcher in the MLB, you have the advantage. If you look at batting averages around the league, I, I, I'm not, and I'm, I'm, I might be making up a number here, but I'm sure the average. The, the average batting average of the entire MLB is hovering somewhere between 230 and 260. So statistically speaking, you should be getting out of those innings just problem, like 75% of the time, because if you're doing the math, you're supposed to be winning 75% of the battles according to batting average or on-base percentage, which are probably a little bit closer to three. But either way, pitcher has the advantage. The players aren't getting lucky, buddy. You just got thrashed. Deal with it. Don't go crying to the media that you lost. And someone made a point on Twitter the other day too, like when the Mets lost, you didn't see like Buck Showalter or any of the Mets players go, ah, you know, they got lucky, you know, this, that, the other thing. No, they take it like, hey, you know, I could have been better. We, I could have done this better, this, that, the other thing. They always say, I, 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 when it comes to doing stuff wrong. They don't blame anybody but themselves. And I think that's like a port, important for a winning team. It's not point fingers. It's accept what you did, move on to the next game. And like, I don't know. It's clear, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a lack of leadership in the Braves locker room. I don't know. It's about, yeah, well, I mean, they're missing Freddie Freeman. Just, ooh, I forgot about that one. Yes, Freddie Freeman yeah. is their biggest piece. Matt, Ols- Matt Olson's a damn good first baseman. Re- replaceable. He, 
a valid replacement, I'd say, for, for Freeman. Maybe, right. maybe good production, but right. he, we don't know about his leadership in the locker room, man. Like, I, Freeman, is, is, Freeman, if he just stays healthy for the rest of his career, I think Freddie Freeman's going in the Hall of Fame. Dude, he's batting like 323 or 324 this year. The guy's 32 or 33 years old, and he's getting better somehow. He's putting up better numbers. The amount of respect I have for that man, despite him playing for a rival team, is just, mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Like he's the man. I never respected Tom Brady until I saw mm. him like take the the Buccaneers like yep. championship or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, oh yeah. It's still hard to roof. It's still it's still hard to respect Tom Brady just because <laughs> he, he was he was he's he's the Jets' nemesis for so many years. Right. right. Um, but you know the guy was is. Literally the great the, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. You can't right. argue with that. Not even close. And Not even and close. now with Freeman, I think like you can't compare that. Losing him is such a, is such a huge is such a huge loss. Like well, the Patriots right. lost Brady, and they immediately fell into normalcy. Right. I, exactly. Like I always I always thought Bill Belichick was the reason they were good. No, it's Tom. It's it really is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Freeman was like one of the reasons is like the main reason the key contributor, the, the cornerstone to that Braves franchise. I mean, Acuna Absolutely. is great and is great and all. Yeah. You could build an, you could build your, your dynasty around him for sure. But right. Freeman was like, what he says goes. Like, it's I, a totally different thing. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Freeman's just, I like, I think him leaving was like a culture shock, dude. It shook the fans, the team. I think it shook everything. Yeah, and I but they st- they still did a good job winning. I, I like uh, Brian Snicker is a pretty damn good manager. He's done a great job. Oh, yeah. but, and then mm. and then to what you're you, you're saying about the Mets with with Buck Showalter and who was a Tywin Walker, I think was saying, mm. yeah, you know, I didn't locate my pitch as well. I need to be better. Mm-hmm. I didn't show up today. The guy the guys in the pen had to had to bail me out, and then right. keep that a close game. The Mets got it back into that game. The the eight five game. Mm-hmm. What was it? It was eight nine to six nine to yes. six. Um. McNeil homered in the ninth. I think Contreras, somebody homered in the, the top of the ninth. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, it, it was all about accountability. It's about damn time yes. that we we've seen that. Like it was it was so so annoying to see Mickey Callaway say, "Oh, we battled. Oh, we we, we did some <sighs> yeah. good. We did some good." Like no, 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 no. Say we weren't good enough. Just say right, right. We didn't do this. Tell me right. that it was mm-hmm. that. The old Elaine Vigneault, oh, we could have done, you know, oh, uh, well, you know, we tried. It's any other thing. Like, yeah, we don't freaking need that, dude. Not in professional coaches, sports. You don't try. Our, our old coaches, like John Tortorella, Terry mm. Collins, um, Rex Ryan. Rex oh Ryan. Oh, yep. Like, unhinged. Which mm-hmm. is, go right at it. That's what I like. That's what I love about Buck Showalter. The guy's like, he's very... I don't know. He doesn't say. I feel like he doesn't say much, but he says mm. the right words and he pushes all the right, right buttons. I, dude, absolutely. Whatever I mean, he, the, yeah. Whatever Sorry, he's done, on the no, no, no. Don't don't worry about it. Whatever he's done to this point, it's it's worked. The the guys that he has are, are working for him. Dude, absolutely. I think he's. I think too. Like Buck Showalter is like so well respected around the league. Like, so what was crazy to me is when the Mets were when they were leading up to the Mets, you know, new uh, manager. A lot of people were like, "No, I don't want Buck Showalter. He's this old dinosaur. You know, he doesn't believe in analytics or this side or the other thing." And yet, despite all that, it was the players that were heavily advocating. Like Max Scherzer were heavily advocating. Like, we want Buck Showalter. 
Buck Showalter's our guy. And it was to the point where I don't I don't know enough about the managers in the MLB. I don't pay close enough attention to that to know like who is the best manager and why. I just saw the fans were like, you know what, we don't want this guy, so I hopped on that boat until I was reading how badly the players wanted this guy. Clearly, there's some respect about this man who, he, I mean, for lack of a better pun, he goes to bat for his players, right? He just commands respect around the league. He's a great leader. He, like you said, a man of a few words, but he says the right things. You know, like I never like listened to a Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter press conference. I was like, huh, you kind of use a lot of words to say nothing when he just uses a few words to say a lot. I don't know. I, I actually like the guy a lot. I, I would put him on, you know, maybe a little bit lacking intensity, but in terms of how serious he's taken, possibly on the realm of someone like John Tortorella, taken very seriously, maybe not feared like Tortorella, but is respected and listened to like Tortorella. Tortorella was just was just maniac. Like, yeah, yeah, he was a maniac. Oh my! <laughs> I still to this day I go and look at the compilations of like his best, yeah. his best. <laughs> my favorite one, my favorite one, besides the Larry Brooks ones, besides the Larry uh-huh. Brooks ones. Edmonton Oilers, it's like he comes, he walks in. Listen, I'm gonna keep this very short. We <laughs> sucked from head to toe. And we need to move by. I know you guys gotta do your jobs, but I'm not answering any questions. Okay, so that should do it. And he walks out. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yep. And that's all I need. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Like as a fan, Absolutely. that's all I need. Like if you if you mm-hmm. are recognizing that your team sucked, yep. just say that. That's what I think Glenn, <laughs> got a Glenn sugar did. Yeah, you don't sugarcoat it. Don't do what Mickey Callaway did. I hated oh, that God. so much. I, that guy's such a piece of work. Yeah, like I thought he was going to be good too. And like from day one, he's like, "Yeah, we're we're, we're screaming accountability, accountability." Mm-hmm. And it looked like that was happening with the first couple weeks in the season. Like the Mets were winning mm-hmm. games in 2018, yep. and then all of a sudden it just flipped around. It was just oh, it, it was so apart. bad. It just fell apart. Also, I don't think the Mets culture back then was was healthy, dude. Like, nothing against UNSS or anything like that, but that guy to me just screamed someone that really did not give a crap until he got paid. And then once he got, I'm sorry, only cared until he got paid. And then after he got paid, I really don't think he cared after that, dude. He just, dude, the guy literally abandoned the team. Like, remember, you remember when that, that story came out? Like, the Mets lost yeah. UNSS for this. How do you lose a 230 pound man? Like, it, this is not something easy. Like, he just up and left, dude, was gone. <laughs> like, in an instant. Like, and it's not like it's not like he was even playing well to that point. He might have been batting sub 200. Like, he was having a brutal year. And we're paying the guy like 30 something million dollars. And the second he got paid, he just, I don't know. I don't know. I, if that's like, I'll, I'll ask you this much. Would you rather Yoenis Cespedes running your locker room or Francisco Lindor? They're, they're being paid the same amount. Who are you taking? As a Lindor. I have to I have to take Lindor. I have to have take to. Lindor because as a leader, yeah, for sure, Lindor. But yeah, like I mean, Cespedes, if he stayed healthy for 2017 mm-hmm. and 2018, I mean, the the Mets the Rangers, again, here we go. Again, <laughs> the Mets would have been in a different spot, like because he was very oh, productive those two years. Like I remember in 2018, he came back for one game against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Like, like up until that point, he was having a pretty good year. Then he got hurt mm-hmm. yep. and he came back and literally destroyed the Yankees for one game. And then, yeah. oh yeah, I have a uh, heel cal, uh, cal- uh, heel calcif something. Uh, Callus, he, my God. heels he are calcified. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then it's, it's gone. He's gone for the season. Um, And then it's, it's just like, 
the second coming of Jesus Christ, literally. He, like mm-hmm. he comes there and that's it. He plays one game, yep. destroys the mm-hmm. ever loving crap out of the baseball, and then yep. leaves. Gone and again. Ever since that point, he was not the same. Like, yeah, he, didn't. he had that yeah, well. home run in his first game back, and then mm-hmm. after that was just not the same. It was it was just not invisible, dude. It's, it's, I, it I was just, sad to see because man. I watched those at bats when he came over when he first came over from the Mets. Uh, mm-hmm. to the Mets in 2015. Mm-hmm. Like he killed it. It was it was so oh, sad for me to see that. Balls, calcification. Was- he killed calcification and bone spurs in his heels. That's what it was. That's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel bad for the guy. I mean, that that is that's not really much of a, a joke in terms of an injury, but it's like it derailed them. I think a lot more than maybe other people. Like, I like listen when after Cespedes's you know first season with the Mets, we went all the way to the World Series. I was the biggest advocate of if I had to pick one, give me Cespedes over Murphy. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, and maybe these days we mm, pick Murphy over yeah. Cespedes. But like, I don't know. I just. I feel like after not now saying not this not in 2016 but in 2017 after he opted out of the extension we gave him in 2015 after that 2016 season because remember he opted out and almost went to the Nationals and then we re-signed him and then it was after the second re-signing after he had opted out where he just didn't really seem like he cared and that was kind of what I was more referring to because I do I did forget his 2016 season was really damn good despite him getting hurt during it because he was on a tear yeah, he, he had I think he had 30 homers. Yeah, dude, he was he a, might he was have had a 30 monster. homers on RBIs. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Murphy, and then we God, sorry. Yeah, Murphy that year was just a, was uh, was an animal. He he oh ran for MVP. That was the year we got Walker, who was yep. solid for us. He had 20 homers. No, but Murphy yep. Murphy was just oh my gosh, just so goddamn unbelievable that year. Dude, he batted like 347. It was it was yeah. bizarre, dude. Like it was it was he was ah, it was freaking crazy. I, Daniel Murphy was like obviously David Wright, my favorite Met of all time. But Daniel Murphy was like one of my I would say behind David Wright, my favorite Met of all time. Right behind David Wright. I don't know why I had this infatuation with with Daniel Murphy when I was in elementary school when he first started playing with the Mets. Where like I'm like this is just the guy. I, I saw him hit a grand slam or something, and I'm like this is just my guy now. This is my favorite player, and I was just a Daniel Murphy stand from there on out. I don't know why, but that was just it for me. I yeah, love David Murphy. Wright. David Wright for me, and it was very mm-hmm. sad to see Matt Harvey fall from grace because I I really Dude, enjoyed his intensity, his, dark his, the way he pitched in 2013. Oh, it was so cool seeing seeing him pitch. Like it was, they hyped it up so much. Yeah, it was great. Dude, there was like, never a bigger day so than Harvey good. Day. Harvey Day, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, like never I used to go day. crazy for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so awesome. And then when he came back in 2015, that was so cool. But then mm-hmm. after that, he got hurt, and oh yep. my gosh, he fell off the cliff. He, he fell off the face of the planet. That was so sad for me. Dude, it was all. Oh. You know what's actually crazy? I was thinking about this the other day. When, when if you would have gone, if you'd go back, not ten years, but like if you go back to like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, if you were to pick from these five pitchers, Matt Harvey, Zach Wheeler, Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, and uh, who is the other one? Is one more I'm missing? Matt. But, Steve Matt's right. If you would have picked from any five of those pitchers, like who would be the top three? A lot of people probably would not have had Jacob Degrom in there, and yet he completely blew by all of them. Like there was a time where Jacob Degrom was like our third or fourth guy in the rotation. When like it was like Harvey, 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 Wheeler, 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 Degrom, 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 and now it's like 
DeGrom all the way up here, like on a totally different stratosphere in terms of pitching eliteness. Like it, it was just crazy how spoiled we were. I don't think anyone, I don't think we realized how good we had it. We had these like pitchers between the ages of 22 and 26 that were just absolutely completely and utterly elite. And it's just, it's a shame that some of them didn't all didn't pan out, but you still you still leave there with Jacob DeGrom. But like yeah, you said, all dude, that the, stuff, so sad. Yeah. Again, like the, the injuries, the injuries killed us there. Like, you know, and then Matt's never lived up to the hype. Um, Syndergaard kept getting hurt. Wheeler yep. kept getting hurt. The wheel kept getting hurt. Yep. Yeah. DeGrom was the only one who really kind of stayed healthy and now he's yep. getting injured. But now, uh, okay. So like with DeGrom, is just now he's just he's my favorite player honestly he's oh just, dude, the guy he's is just damn near perfect and he's mm. a perfectionist the guy is right the, did you watch the start that he had against the, the braves it was it was unbelievable yeah. dude it was just what he was doing was borderline like borderline abuse like he, honestly if the if a braves fan would have called the cops and said that there was some fishy stuff going on at the stadium and it was jacob de literally molesting the braves he would have had a case it was dude it was ridiculous he <laughs> And he, and he hadn't pitched in, in a, almost a calendar year before that. And he picked them apart. It was ridiculous. The guy's just on another level. It was so weird to see him go perfectly through the lineup for five yeah. and two-thirds innings, walk a guy, <laughs> and then give up a home run. Just yep. like like that. Right. Yep. Instantly. Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed off that it started like that perfect. I didn't want him to – I knew he wasn't going to last the entire game. I just wanted right. him to at least get – after he walked uh, Adrianza, I yep. just wanted him to get out of the inning. I just wanted him to get that yeah. last out so he could get the, the nice standing ovation. He ended right. up getting it anyways, but you want to get right. that with that with the out, with the last out of the inning. Right, 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 right. Oh, dude. I was so upset. But he's back now, dude. Like, he's good now. Like, dude, how crazy is it that we on it every other night uh, when, you know, when they're together, freaking Grom, then Max Scherzer. Oh, Holy my gosh. Yeah. Holy crap. Dude. I remember we're let's go back to 2015 for a second. I remember watching Max Scherzer in my kitchen while my dad, it was after a Ranger game. My dad and his friend up the block, uh, Chris NYPD, uh, had just gotten off work. He shot right by the house. We watched the Ranger game and like, yeah, let's tune into the Mets game. Let's see what's going on. And we watched Max Scherzer no hit the Mets. And that was the, the no hitter where Max Scherzer, I think he struck out, God, who was it? It was either Lucas Duda or Yoannis Cespedes, but he struck them out and then yelled, you motherfucker! Like the screen <laughs> also would spit flying out of his mouth like the madman that he is. And my dad, one of the biggest diehard sports fans and Mets fans I've ever, I, I've ever known in my life, was like, "I'm rooting for this guy to pitch no hitter. This is the coolest thing ever." And even my dad was rooting for Scherzer to get get that no hitter because he just loved his intensity. And it's funny all these years later we get to root for him. This Max Scherzer is just really there. Really isn't quite anyone like him in <laughs> any sport. In any sport. No, dude, there's not. Could you imagine that guy like, taking a psychological exam, dude? He he would be put away forever. It's all it's all it's all mental mental games, like too with him, you know. Um, oh yeah, and I dude. think he believes in superstitions too, like because uh, what is it? He he doesn't like to be talked to when he's pitching. Nope. He doesn't like he doesn't like to to be touched. We nope, saw that last not. year, I think, with the mm-hmm. Dodgers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't tell him surprised. good job. Can't tell him anything. Yeah. I know he never he didn't want to go to the Mets like when when uh, the trade deadline last year. So I was very surprised to see him actually come to the Mets. Steve Cohen overpaid for him. 
I was going like, to say money talks, dude. For $43 yeah, million, dollars, I'd go somewhere I didn't want to go. He overshot by about like three, four, maybe $5 million. For you could argue probably active. close to 10, dude. I would, to tell you the truth, I bet you right now, if the Dodgers, oh, hold on, maybe not the Dodgers because they might have been close in bidding. Um, I bet you if another team where he wanted to go, which seemed like it was SoCal, he wanted to be in South California or Southern California, I bet you if a team would offer him like 33 or 35, he would have gone there. But so, it, yeah, I don't know, dude. He's forty-three million dollars. I, I, it's kind of hard to say no to that. And it seems like Cohen kind of wined and dined him too. Like Cohen and Cohen's wife, from what Scherzer was saying when he first signed with the Mets, literally had like a sit-down dinner with Scherzer and his wife, and like hung out with them, dude. Like that's commitment from an owner. If I've ever seen it, if he's not going to give you the financial commitment, which he very well has the money to do so, he's going to give you like the physical, intimate. You know, like human to human interaction that'll make you believe in something. And I think that definitely played a part in it too. Yeah, and I think I I think maybe there maybe there was a conversation about Buck Show Walter in there. Maybe he, he was still talking like if mm-hmm. Scherzer sees that DeGrom's on this team and he's gonna come back yep. and pitch this year. Mm-hmm. And everything they had already I don't know if Scherzer came first or if like Canna, Marte and those guys also came. I think I think Canna and Marte those guys all came first. Yeah, because but... it was it was because Canna, Marte, and Escobar all happened within like ten minutes of each other. Yeah, which was great. And mm. I think if with Scherzer seeing that, he mm. might have laid out, okay, you guys have a good roster here, but I mm. want Show Walter. I wouldn't be surprised if he did say that. To, Absolutely. To and like get get Show Walter. If you tell me right now that you get Show Walter, I will take this money that you have. Mm-hmm. laid out here for me whatever amount it is absolutely and I will go into your team yeah so dude, he has that effect on people dude and and what are you can do you can tell max scherzer no no i'm not i'm not gonna do what you want mr one of the best pitchers in mlb history no, no. you're gonna cave into his demands <laughs> if he wants a manager you give him the damn manager yeah and you know the mets are firing on all cylinders right now big series still this these are still big series don't take anything for granted six games up Mm-mm. on the raves uh you know, we're Mets fans. You know, anything could happen in an instant. We were up 10, 10 games mm-hmm. on the Braves, and then it instantly went to a half game. So sure, right win. Mm-hmm. Just take these series. Just take yep. two or three from the Phillies, come back tomorrow with a, with a big win, and then finish it out on Sunday with the win. One Dude, game absolutely. at a time, just do that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll be in Atlanta watching the Mets-Atlanta series, uh, I think in a month and a half's time. I think it's uh, – I think it's September 30th into October 3rd. I could be wrong, but uh, my brother and my buddy and I, because we're because we're all still in, we're living in Charlotte, and we're we're heading down to we're making the six hour drive, however long it is, to actually stay there and watch the whole series. I'm I'm so hyped for that, dude. Big series against the Braves also coming up starting on mm-hmm. Monday, so that's mm-hmm. a big four game set. You got to take. if you really want to hamper their chances you want to take three or four but if you get, if you come away with two or four with the way the Mets have been playing I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind it it actually it depends on if, if how the the rest of the Philly series go if we take two or three, yeah. if we take the next two I'll be fine with two against the Braves well fine. absolutely and I think right now the I could be wrong I actually think the Phillies are closer to catching the Braves than the Braves are to catching us so it's, there's a lot of jockeying going on right now in uh in the Mets division uh, the NL East. There's like like uh, the Nationals and the Marlins. They're afterthoughts, right? They're completely gone. But 
I could be wrong. You, you might be able to see it on your end uh, on MLB.com, but I'm almost positive the Phillies are closer to the Braves than the Braves are to us. Could we're be gonna wrong. Check, we're going to check the standings right about now. Hang on one second. I'm just going to find the – why doesn't it have standings on here? Uh, no, that makes too okay. much sense. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Phillies are nine and a half back of first place. The Braves are six back. Yeah, yeah. so – the that's Phillies are crazy, closer to the dude. Braves and the, the, the Braves are closer to the Mets. That's yeah. freaking crazy. Dude, did you see Tatis Jr. got that 80 game suspension today? Oh my God. How insane wow. is that, dude? <laughs> just dude. as he's about to come back, and it's just like, nope. Well, dude, like they're talking about the three headed monster in San Diego with freaking Juan Soto, Machado, and Tatis. And now it's like the like the uh, the dynamic duo of Soto and um and no Machado, now it's but... the three headed dragon but the the dopey looking dragon is Tatis <laughs> Junior. Dude, I love it. But dude, you see what it was like? He was saying apparently like there was like some medicine he was taking for ringworm, and it had like oh some God. cord or something in it. Dude, listen, I, I I used I did MMA for a while. I I've been in and around ringworm. I don't know what the hell he was taking that would have a steroid like that in there, dude. Like, we, whenever we would get ringworm in wrestling or MMA, like, it was a cream. Like, it wasn't like we were taking, like, over-the-counter pills to treat ringworm. So, I don't know. I, I might look a little bit more into it, dude, but I don't know. He, he might have been doing some fishy stuff maybe to get healthy it's, a little bit. It's faster. always something like something like that with where mm. an athlete is, like, sick or something. Like, remember, Nicholas yeah, Backst- remember Nicholas Backstrom in the Olympics in 2014? He took, like, yes. He took, what was it? Did he take Sudafed? He took something, uh, something for illness, and yeah, it had it was it was a performance enhancing drug. Yes, it, and it was, it was all to get better Ohio. faster. Yep, and he got suspended for it. Yeah, they called him out on it. Yeah, that was like that was nuts. Like me seeing a hockey player get suspended for PEDs was like what? Dude, this it is, never this happens. Is impossible. This is impossible. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it. That's what, that's what happened. I don't know. No. It's just weird. You, you don't expect. I actually, to tell you the truth, I I couldn't think of aside from actually, I wouldn't even have thought of Axman if you asked me. I can't even think of the last time an NHL player got busted for PEDs. I seriously cannot remember one, except for that nope. Backstrom story. I, I do like off the top. I, I could probably tell you a hundred baseball players, not a single NHL player. And I'm I'm not I'm not comparing sports. I'm just like genuinely, I can't think of one. I think they've happened in the past, mm. like within the past ten years, but I just mm-hmm. don't remember the players that it happened to. Like, I remember seeing stories pop up. I just don't remember the players' names. Right, right, right. And, I mean, they test so often. It's actually – it amazes me, like – because some of these players, dude, like, they get tested, like, probably once a week, I want to say. Maybe even more often than that, dude. Yeah, definitely definitely in the other sports, but I'm not sure about the the NHL. Yeah, it could be a little bit different. I mean, they don't play as many games, but still. They're all freak athletes no matter what sport it is, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Nick, thanks so much for for joining me. I uh, really appreciated it. Of course, uh, build me out big time this week. I, I let me tell <laughs> you, um, I wasn't planning on talking Rangers hockey this week, uh, and then the Rangers, of course, up and named the captain <laughs> on Monday and threw all my plans out the water. Yeah, kept you on your toes. To the water. <laughs> yeah, kept me on my toes like they always do. You know, I, I didn't think they were going to name a captain this year honestly i thought we were i thought they were just gonna be stubborn and be like yep six days here we go yeah you get show check you get strom's a (laughs) could you imagine dude oh my god i love it and then rangers twitter would have been mad anyways 
right, right. It's like you can't have out. it. You can't have it. You you can't make anybody happy. It's like you, you name you name Kreider happy. All the people that wanted Truba to be captain, they're mad. All the people that wanted Zabanjad to be captain, they're mad. Yep. If you make Zabanjad captain, the Kreider people and the Truba people are gonna be mad. And now, what do you think happens? Truba's named captain. <laughs> Oh, it should have been Kreider. It should have been Zibanejad. Right. He's not a real leader. Oh, my yep. gosh. He sits on his ass. He doesn't play defense. All this. Just, like, stop, man. Calm down. Listen, it's not going to have that much of an effect. Like, I think it would – I think it's a – I think that the players – the players saying that – all saying that he made a difference, especially mm-hmm. being down 3-1 in that series. Yep. It's a huge deal. So, Absolutely. if the players think – it like, like we said with the Mets, like, if the players are all – Calling, screaming for Buckshow Walter, mm. then that's probably who you should get. The, Ran- the Rangers players are all calling and screaming for for Truba, basically without actually mm. saying it to be mm. their captain. Then that's probably who should be the captain. A hundred percent. We're only the fans. We're the peanut right. gallery. Right. right. <laughs> so no matter how 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 you feel about the team, it really doesn't make a difference. I'm sorry to mm. say it, but it really doesn't. Like Drury's going to make the moves that he wants to make. Mm. Um. Freaking Gallant is going to make the lineup decisions that he wants to make. I don't exactly. want to see Dryden Hunt out there on the second line. No. But oh, you God, know what? No. Gallant, for some odd reason, for <laughs> awful reason, does want to right. see Dryden Hunt run out there with with yep. with Panarin mm-hmm. and have him struggle to score like 10 points in two bunts. Right, right. So, Playing with one of the best it, players in the league. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't – I understand it doesn't make any sense, but – we're just fans. So exactly. Let's just let's just settle down here. <laughs> All right. Like, I mean, let's just enjoy I can't wait for hockey to start. I'm so excited to see yeah, what Trojack dude, is. Itching, I, I, I want to see <laughs> I want to see these kids play. Adam Sakura, this absolutely undressed somebody dude. in the world junior championship. You, I was gonna say you, you saw that? that goal, right? Oh my god. Oh my god. god. The past, Unbelievable. Oh my god. That that kid's gonna be good. Dude, I'm telling you right now, that's Ryan Callahan Jr. I know I use that same comparison for Ottman, but I see it more in Sakura than I do Ottman. That kid's core is gonna be gross, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait. I gotta watch some. I gotta see. I gotta try and watch some more World Junior Championship games. When's the next time Canada's playing? I gotta watch Offman play because he had a dude, really I, good game. Whatever response from him, he got scratched from the lineup, and then the first game back in, a goal and two assists. Dude, him and Cully were beast. buzzing together, dude. I think Canada plays not tomorrow, but the next day. But dude, actually, talking about Rangers prospects, you know what I really want to see this year that the Rangers didn't do last year is the Traverse City Prospect Tournament. I don't know why the Rangers didn't take part in that last year. That's like the, that's like my favorite thing to watch leading up to the NHL preseason was always a prospect tournament because you got to see all the Rangers prospects play in a tournament against other teams' top prospects. Like, what greater measurement of how good your prospects are by pitting them against the other top prospects on other teams? I would just love yeah. to see that, dude. And in true NHL fashion, you'd think they'd maybe televise that. or It would or make something. too much sense, nope. dude. Why, why would no, you it would make too much league? sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, really? Let's let's For- not make let's not make this more fun. You know what I mean? No, dude. If they at can't charge it on- dollars for it, they won't do it. At least, at least put it on ESPN Plus or something like that. Like, just dude, ser- give yes. me something. Well, dude, even when the Rangers, even when the Rangers would live stream it, dude, way back when it was like Jim Cerny when he was the Rangers guy, like you get like a shake, like, like you're watching the Blair Witch Project. You're like, just like seeing this, like recording the Rangers game. Like I'm trying to watch like who are some old Rangers. I'm trying to watch Bobby Sanguinetti skated up the ice and this dude's dropping his freaking phone while he's skating with the puck. You got people yelling. Yeah, it's just, it's so bad. dude. like, and then this is 
And then last year, there was like a prospect game between the Rangers and the Flyers, and the Flyers had a full-on broadcast, like an actual yeah. score bug and everything. Yep. And the Rangers had some dude behind the glass fil- filming with his, his, his yep. phone. Yep, just dude, like, an, oh my god, like, I this is this is an organization that is how, the, the the most unless it changed this year, but according to Forbes, the most valuable franchise in the entire NHL. And they get freaking Jim Bob down the street with his iPhone 6 recording prospect games for the fans. Like, what are we doing here? You have an entire yeah. network. What are and we doing? The, and to show the score, no score bug. Let's just take yeah. a video of this. <laughs> what are we, in 1970? Dude, it's so bad. Like, you have MSG, MSG2, and MSG+. Plus. You can't give me a, a, like an hour, an hour of a prospect game? I, I, I do no, we have to watch. We have to watch competitive poker. Whatever like, they oh put my. on. The big the MSG might be the biggest waste of a station when it's not <laughs> hockey or basketball season, like in, in television history. It is so. Like, I'm like I, I tune in TV. Oh, maybe they got Rangers Classics or something like what like, what what SNY does with the Mets. Like they do Mets Classics in the offseason. or or what's what's the Yankees one? Uh, uh, yes, yes, Network Yankees Classic. No, no, they have nothing. It's like you said, poker or. Just something that no one cares about. No one's going to tune into it. I don't know. Whatever. That's that's, that's Dolan's prerogative, not yeah. mine. Yeah. SMY always has something on. Like during always. the day, they had, they used to, have, I don't remember, they used to have like the wheelhouse. They used to yes. have loudmouths and daily news, like all yep. that back to back leading up yes, to the Mets free game. And I used to watch all that stuff when I was like 10 years old. Dude, First year watching like- the Mets. I think Boomer and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Didn't like Boomer and Carton, they would televise their radio broadcast on SNY. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive. Didn't they do that for a while too? It like was SNY televised. Was I don't know if it was on SMY though. Um, I know it was on like out. CBS or, or not CBS. Um, I forget what channel it was. Uh, man. Yeah. I, I don't remember what channel it was. Um, but it was something or another, man. They had some radio guy. They would record the radio broadcast and throw it on the TV. But yeah, I don't know. The Rangers like are, are for some reason like afraid of like showcasing their team for some reason. Like if it's not an MSG, you can't see it. Sorry, no, no, don't want to tell they you. Need, there needs to be ninety-eight point seven. Like ESPN is just incredible. Like the sports radio in New York is just incredible. We're it's yeah, it, dude. it blows everybody else out of the water. There's one thing that I think is missing. There needs to be an all hockey show, like for, for dude, one one oh hour. That's God, it, dude. A hundred freak. It's crazy. Actually, hold on. I, I got one quick funny story about the the freaking Rangers prospect tournament from two years ago. So the last time the Rangers played in the Traverse City tournament two years ago, this is just to reflect on how bad the Rangers are at showcasing their team. One of the kids on the team, I think it was Sean McBride. His parents emailed me directly. Emailed me. I had like 200 subscribers at the time. And I was just talking about the prospects performance on YouTube. The kid's dad emailed me, where can I go to find the game? No one has reached out and told me anything. <laughs> you? This, me! Dude, like, like there's a hundred, it's a hundred Twitter personalities. Your son, his son was literally contracted by the Rangers on an amateur tryout. And they couldn't tell the kid, the kid's parents, where they could watch their son play. This guy is, 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 is emailing not even dming emailing some like some pigeon like me who's got 200 at the time 200 subscribers on youtube like where can i watch my son play the rangers have been zero help to me how insane is that dude a billion dollar franchise dude a billion a billion dollar franchise and and i'm and they're deferring to me some i was like 20 years old some 20 year old clown with a youtube channel yeah dude how crazy is that 
how how did they find you of all? No offense, but like Dude, how, I have how no you idea. of all people? No, my only guess is this. My only guess is this is I, as far as I know, at that time, I was like the only person publishing YouTube videos about the Rangers Traverse City tournament, breaking down the games, individual player statistics, and all that stuff. And that might oh. be the only. That's my only guess because as far as I know, no one else was doing it, or either that or this dude's like. Huh, this kid's watching a Rangers game screaming at a television with his father in the background and his mother his dogs are barking this and the other thing. Maybe he knows something about my son that the Rangers don't. I don't know. Dude, yeah, it was they... bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> how crazy. Yeah, so they probably go- they probably YouTube the uh, Traverse City Rangers. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. your name came up. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Dude, I was remember- like, what the- <laughs> that's nuts. Dude, it's I blew not- my freaking mind. I got I get an email, Glenn McBride, and it's, it's the title was um, "Where can I watch my son play?" I thought I was I thought I was getting punk. I swear to God, it's so bizarre, dude. But either way, it was pretty cool though. At the end of the day, yep. All right, well, Rangers preseason starts in September. Mm-hmm. Then the I think we're like two months away officially from the season mm-hmm. starting, which yep. is uh, very exciting. So Huge. I can't wait for that. Uh, Kevin Weeks, you still need to respond. Hashtag asking for weeks. If you yeah, made weeks, it this let's far, go, dude. come on. Yeah, come on, man. Just kill yeah. me, dude. Yeah, I'm running out of ideas. I'm running out of ideas. I don't know dude, what to do. You might literally have to. You might just have to find this man. You might have to like actually find him on the street at this point and just like just start recording. Just go for it. Yeah, and this is crazy. Like he literally responded to you and then just ghosted you. Like he's like he's like is the it- worst hookup ever. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think he's a very busy man. Oh, absolutely. Um, his inbox is probably flooded, flooded oh, yeah. with requests from podcasts just like mine. Right. But I don't know, man. I think <laughs> I think 65 days of publicly tagging you and requesting <laughs> your support and like ability to come on the podcast is enough to get 10 15 minutes of your time. Dude, that's what I'm, you know what's gonna be crazy. Like, how much you want to bet? Because he keeps posting social media stuff if he's with other people. Like, he's gonna like go on some podcasts like lukewarm takes or something like that, just, just to be a troll. <laughs> he went on chicklets. He went on dude, yes. recently. I was like, oh, dude, I know it's ah, he's taking shots, bro. Listen, it's gonna happen. I, I think it's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen when you least expect it, at like probably like the worst possible time, too. Like, he's gonna be like, Hey, let's go, let's do this. Like you'll be at like work. work or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll leave work and and. Oh, absolutely. I'm the boss there. <laughs> Look at this guy. You work because you work at the pizza joint, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm I'm like the manager there essentially. Keep the so um, keep the change. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah, I so, know what it is. Whatever. No big deal. <laughs> I love it, dude. Um. Yeah, but. You know, I'll, I'll I'll have someone come in for me or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, I will literally leave immediately. It doesn't matter what whatever time he says. If he says one o'clock in the morning, Pacific mm-hmm. time, I will I will <laughs> wake up at I will wake up and do it. I don't My care. Man. I'll do it. Whatever Dude, time what we is available, I I will do it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna limit myself to just one specific time. But yeah, week still needs to respond. We need it. We need to set something up, but. Anyways, mm. Nick, thanks again for, for joining me. Ice Cold Takes fans, you. I love yous. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay.